Welcome to this episode of the Just Godcast. In this episode, Dr. Rob talks about finding your true identity in Christ. Have you ever wondered who you were? Identification is such a big thing today. We have gender identities. We have actually approximately, at this point, there's 29. You know, who is a person? What are they? For believers in Jesus, this is a question just as well. Because most of the time what happens is that people actually hold on to their identities that humanity has given them, rather than coming to a place to where what they know is who they have become because of this union that they have with Christ. When you begin to talk to people, what do they say? Well, you know, they say, I'm, you know, I'm Rob Thompson. I, I, I teach at a university. I'm a business owner. I, I'm this, but that's not really who Rob Thompson is. Who Rob Thompson is, is a believer. Who you are is a believer just as well. And because of that, you have identified with Christ. Now, he initially identified with you, but truthfully, you have identified with him just as well. Throughout the New Testament, there have been answers to this question. There isn't a lot of discussion really about even coming to the Lord, where there is a lot of discussion about who you are when you do come to the Lord, when a person actually has a realization of coming to Christ and submitting their lives to him and to actually allowing him to permeate your soul with his life, God's life, and to leave with you the Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you into all the truth. Now, in the book of Ephesians, which really was the most mature book in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul begins to speak to these already mature believers. And he says to them in chapter two, beginning with verse number one, he says, and once you were dead, he said, you were doomed forever because of your many sins. You were just doomed forever. He said, you used to live like the rest of the world. That's what you and I did. We lived like the rest of the world that's full of sin and obeying Satan. That's what we did this mighty prince of the power of the air. He goes on to say, he's the spirit at work in the hearts of these. He is the spirit that's at work in the hearts of these who refuse to obey God. They just refuse it. I don't want anything to do with Jesus. I don't want to hear about Jesus. I don't care about Jesus. I'm really not interested in Jesus. That's what people say. The Apostle Paul goes on to say this. He said, you used to live that way. All of us did, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. He said, we were born with this evil nature and we were under God's anger, just like everyone else. He said, but God. He said, at this particular place, he said, but God, who is rich, so rich in mercy and loved us so very much. Now, Here we were, we were in a bad state, 
Things were wrecked. We were wrecked. Our lives were completely confused. We have all of these identification problems. We have daddy problems. We've got brother problems, sister problems, mother problems. Every one of the problems you and I could ever have, we've got. And so God invades our life when we're in this particular state. And what he does is that he resets the identity button. He hits the re, the reset button in verse five. He said, even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. So he went off and raised Jesus from the dead. And in that particular moment, he gave me a brand new life. He goes on to say, it's only by God's special favor that you have been saved. But now listen to what he says because this is absolutely huge for you as a person who believes in Christ. He said, for he raised us up from the dead along with Christ. In the King James Version, he said, he raised us up together with him. He said, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ Jesus. Now, wait a minute. And I can tell you it's true. In my life, that identification was what changed me. It transformed me. I don't act like the family that I came from. I'm not even interested. I was so unlike them. I actually came to the point to where I was brand new because my identity was brand new. I don't judge anyone or anyone in my family for sure for them not being Christians. Because just by the, oh, just by the mere fact that I don't identify with them anymore, many of them ended up getting offended, getting upset with Linda and I over these very choices that we made. Because we understood and man, once I understood this, it changed everything. That he raised us up together with him and he made us to sit together with him in the heavenly places in Christ. So that's where I am. We have so many contrarians on the internet today that are telling you, oh, you shouldn't believe that and this is really wrong and that's a false teacher and all that. And the reason why is because they haven't seen God from a different perspective. But according to this passage that I just read you, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's where we are. Now, unfortunately, some Christians have an identity crisis. They really do. But here's a few things about this new identity that he has said to us. Now, I didn't make anything up. I didn't try to have a conclusion about feelings that I had. But every one of these things that I'm going to tell you is something that he has already said. So here are some things that you and I have been made in this new identity or that we have in Christ. Number one is we no longer live. You think, what in the world are you talking about? We no longer live. It's simple. It's simple. I came to a point 
to where the life that I live here isn't the life that I used to have. It's not one where I just went out and did anything that I wanted to do. As a matter of fact, it just became something that I, I now am. I'm not depressed. I'm not bummed out. I'm not running around trying to do my own thing. I know who I am now, and I know who I'm not. That same apostle Paul said there in Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. He said, and it's no longer I who live. Now, wait, so the apostle Paul is saying that now. He said, I no longer live. He said, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this body, I live by faith. Now I'm living it by believing what he said about my new identity. I live by faith, which faith is in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now that's the first thing. You and I no longer exist. All that stuff from before, now all of that stuff is dead. Just put it in the tomb. Don't give birth to it every day. The second thing is we're new creatures. You're a new creature. When I first saw this statement in the scriptures, this transformed me. I said, that happened to me. And here's what it says. He said, therefore, after having said all of these things, if any man is in Christ, that was speaking to me, he said, he is a new creature. All the things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So now, in this new identity, which I've been raised up together with him, it's no longer I who live, but there lives in me Christ. I'm a new creature, and old things, those things that try to hold on to my life, all of those things are passed away. He said, and all things are become new. Now, the Corinthian church was a drunken, promiscuous bunch of people who had just really come out of paganism and now come to their relationship with God. And the Apostle Paul is attempting to be able to pastor or shepherd this group of individuals. And when he's trying to do it, they're just bucking the entire system. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he begins to talk about the people or the things that are happening uh, with the people that will not inherit God's kingdom. They just won't. Well, he turns around and he said, and that's what some of you used to be. Now that was going on in their lives right now. But he said, now that's what you used to be. He said, but now you are washed, you're justified, you're sanctified, and you are, and you are justified by the Spirit of God. Now that's pretty interesting. The next thing that we've been given in our, in our new identity is that you and I have been made what is called the righteousness of God. Now, don't, don't go crazy on that. A 
lot of times people make mistakes when they're talking about this subject. We have transferred righteousness. Like transferred credibility. It's not my credibility, but it's been transferred to me as if I was that person. The same thing is true in this case, is that you and I have been made the righteousness of God. Remember, we no longer live, we're new creatures, and we have been made right in God's sight. Why? Because you are in Christ, and Christ is righteous. And I've been given and transferred that credibility to my life. And in verse 21, he said this, he said, for he has made him to be sin for us, 2 Corinthians 5.21. He said, he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, speaking of Jesus, that we would be made the righteousness of God in him. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for me. He actually took my sin and gave me his righteousness. There was an exchange between the two of us. And that's the thing that we've been identified with. I stand there in God's armor, having been made the righteousness of God. Outside of Christ, in John 15, 5, he said this, for without me, you can do nothing. Well, I'm not looking to be without him, are you? I want to be in him all my life. Here's another thing that we've been given in our identification. We have been made wealthy. Oh my gosh, you have now gone over the edge. Now, wait a minute. The same way that I was dead, he raised me up together with him because he loved me. That he made me the righteousness of God. That also, in the very same way, by this thing called faith, I have all of what belongs to God because I have given him everything that belongs to me. Seems to me I came out on the better side of that deal, but that's a deal he wanted to make. And so in Psalm chapter 66, beginning with verse number 10, the Bible says, he said, you have tested us, O God. You've purified us like silver mel melted in a crucible. You've melted us, you've tested us. You've done all of these things, he said, he goes on to say, you have captured us in your net and laid the burden of slavery upon our backs. We were slaves to sin. In verse 12, he said, you sent troops to ride across our broken bodies. We went through the fire and through a flood. But now, hear what he says at the end of verse 12. He said, but you brought us out unto a place of abundance Another translation says that you brought us out into a wealthy place. Now, you can interpret that any way that you want to. I, I'm not trying to force any belief system upon you. 
But what I'm telling you is that he has brought you into a place of abundance because he wants you to know who you are. Once again, in that, that second book that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian people, in chapter 8, verse number 9, he said this, For you know the grace, you know the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he was rich, yet for our sakes, he became poor. Notice the exchange there. Jesus, with all of his wealth, Jesus gave that up and exchanged it to me for all of my poverty and my wretchedness. Jesus exchanged with me what I had for what he had. So he goes on to say, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty would be made rich. Now, that's interesting, but like I said, you can think of that any way you want to. I just don't want you to live your life without the benefits that could come to you as a believer. Now, another thing that's been given to us in our identity is that we have been healed. No matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter what's going on in your emotions, in your business, in your career, in your relationships, in your family, or even in your body, he exchanged his health for our sickness. In Romans chapter eight, verse number 11, the Bible tells us, and if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, he that raised Christ from the dead, God the Father, he will bring life to your body because of his spirit who lives inside you. That's true. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 24, and we all know Peter. What a great, great leader. And he said in chapter 2, verse number 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. He bore my sins on the cross that we being dead to that sin, I'm dead to it. And now I'm alive to this righteousness because that's what he wants me to be alive to. He said, and with his stripes, you are were healed. Well, if you were, then you are. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Just Godcast, where Dr. Rob brings you empowering insights and easy to understand takeaways that you can use to lead yourself, your family, and your team. We release episodes every Monday, so be sure to come back next week. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.